What's up, guys? It's uh, the Movie Epidemic Podcast. We're doing the number sode. We got uh, uh, Hunger Games 3. We got uh, Citizen 4 and uh, Top 5. So those, those are sequels to each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very long-running series. We got, uh, we, got the, we got the regular crew here. Uh, we got Charles. We got Charles on deck. It's like... Um... Uh, basically what happened with this series that we're about to be reviewing is like what happened when they got the new director after they fired Chris Columbus from the Harry Potter flicks. And it was like... Oh, yeah, it went got from, weird. Yeah, it got real weird. It went from light, family-friendly joints to like really dark, like fucking... Gritty grit. Grim Reapers everywhere. Who, who did that prisoner? Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, who, I think it was Mexican. Who, who got the grit up in that? I was always, I think, always I wondering think he, about that. I think he was fired after one movie, though, because... I don't know. I like that one. I thought that one was alright. Really? Really? No, I'm fine with Prisoner. Prisoner? It's definitely it's definitely not as bad as, as Order of the Phoenix, that's for sure. I I like it more than like the last four, straight up. Alright, you know what? I'll give you better than better than five and I might even give you better than seven. Not better than eight. And for sure oh, not better yeah, than six. It's, uh, it's Alfonso Kern, the guy that did uh, Gravity. Is that, is that is that a Mexican guy? Am I right, or was I being racist? No, no, you're right. He's Mexican. Oh. I might actually be being racist, <laughs> anyways. But just wanted to know I was right. He put the grit. He put the grit back into Harry Gritter. <laughs> so today we're gonna start off. What do we? Oh, we're gonna start off with the new Chris Rock joint, uh, top five. Yeah. So look, I I want to review this movie with the like. Being as far away from racist as I possibly can, but uh-huh. it's pretty black. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, and it, look, I'm not saying every every like every black star in Hollywood was in this, but all I am saying is if Bernie Mac was alive, he'd be in this. <laughs> <laughs> True. So what do we got? We got Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, fucking uh, Romani. Kevin Hart's not really in it that much, though. Well, I guess most most of them. We got uh, Romani. What's his name? Malco or what? I don't. Romani Malco. That sounds familiar. That sounds like his name. Uh, got Ros- Rosaria Dawson, who's sort of like that. He's sort of like half black, but she's she's all right. She's all right, my books. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, who else is even fucking in this movie? I can't. I can't all, all, a lot of people. Man. It, was, oh, it was Jerry Seinfeld was in it. Oh, dude, that Jerry Seinfeld scene was amazing too. Or Jerry you got, uh, you got JB Smoove as his uh, as his bodyguard. Yeah, Adam Sandler was in this joint, which uh, not a fan. You got uh, you got uh, you got Cedric the Entertainer, Jazzy D. Right, I remember the second I saw that, I was like, "Wait, is that Cedric the Entertainer? No, it can't be. Cedric the Entertainer's dead. Wait, no, he's not. <laughs> it's hard. To, it's hard to keep track, you know. <laughs> so I was almost positive Cedric the Entertainer died. Nope. Uh, you got uh, you got our boy Tracy Morgan. Yeah, Tracy Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> he's become quite black. Yeah, no, he's always been black, man. I don't know. Anders Holm, Anders Holm from Workaholics. Like, is Omar Epps in this movie? I just feel like everybody was in this movie. I don't believe Omar was in this. No, I wasn't. he wasn't rocking this joint? Nope. Don't think so. Well, he looks a lot like Romani Malco or whatever that guy's name is. You know the guy I'm talking about, right? The guy who's the bodyguard? Uh-huh. What was that's, uh, uh that's GB Smooth. No, no, no. The the, the girl's bodyguard. He was oh, he was the, yeah, yeah, that guy. The girl's bodyguard. Well, I think his name's Max was in this movie. Straight up. DMX was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> lots of lots of people in this movie. A guy I'm thinking about his name is Yeah, it's Romani Malco. Just looked it up. All over the internet. Romani Malco. All the oh, black he's people. Good. He's good. They were like Oh, what was that movie that they did? It was like 
shit. It, it had like it, it was the name of a book as well, and the movie was based on the concept of the book, and it was like how to keep your man or something like that. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, um, shit. Ah, uh, now how, how to be a man? How to something like how, that? How to how to be a man? How to be? Uh, how to be something? Uh, th- think like a man. Think like a man. Think- Yes, that's it. Think, think like a man. It's like they basically were just like, all right, let's get everybody. I was thinking of, was thinking of the Riff Raff song. Teach you how to be the man. Show you how to be the boss. Teach you how to buy the cars. Teach you how to buy the house. So basically what this movie is actually about is we got Chris Rock who plays Andre mm-hmm. Allen who is a comedy uh, who is a comedy star and everybody thinks that his movies are, co- are hilarious. But of course they're critically panned because they're not very good. But people find them funny. Sort of like the Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler type thing. Uh, people, find, people like him for some reason, and he becomes famous off that. And then he wants to go into more serious joints. And basically the entire movie is about him saying, you know, like, this, this fucking, the movie career that I've created for myself is trash. It's I've made things that I am not proud of. I've made things that I'm actually ashamed to be a part of, uh, you know. The only things that I've ever really cared about are this new movie. He because he that uh, the whole movie takes place during the day of an opening of a brand new movie about was it like, Haitian slaves? Yeah. Stop, stop doing that. Stop doing that yeah. with your mouth. That was really weird. But uh, it's all about he. It's all about Haitian slaves, and it's he's doing press for this movie. And stop doing that. <laughs> doing what? So he's doing press for this movie. And the entire movie is an interview with him and uh, this woman from, what is it, the New York Times? New York Post? Washington York Post. Post. Washington Post, sure. Uh, the, entire, the entire movie is an interview between him and a girl from the Washington Post. Now, fucking cut it out with your mouth being open like that. <laughs> you, can just, you can close your mouth. If you're, not work, if you're not talking, your mouth can just remain closed. So, I, don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> you're fucking, you're fucking giving me O face. Fuck off. So most people don't watch the video chat. They don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but it's interesting enough. It's interesting enough that it keeps your attention. Although I do have to say, I got problems with this movie. Yeah. I liked it. It it had like a really high rank on rating Rotten Tomatoes, and let me tell people you, people like this movie, man. I think it's it because this is what this is what uh, fun I thought funny people was going to be. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's kind of something that I was actually just about to touch on too, right? Is the thing like funny people is that Adam Sandler he did this entire career of saying, you know, you gotta look at my shitty comedy films and <laughs> putting out these trash movies. Then, yeah. <laughs> I always love Charles. Uh... Your your right. it's actually it's actually quite it's pretty good. <laughs> but then but then he made funny people right, and mm-hmm. it was a serious movie about a comedic actor who wasn't proud of the movies that he did, uh-huh. and it was basically a satire. And then what does this fucking piece of shit do? He turns around and literally makes the exact same kind of movie that he was bombing in the last movie. Now that's my big worry here is that Chris Rock is gonna do that, you know. I don't want Chris Rock to continue or to make shitty movies. Rush after Hour this Four, movie. Rush Hour Four. Yeah, no, not Rush Hour Four. That's like that. Like I feel like I felt like the Rush Hour series. I think that was. I don't even think that's Chris Rock, dude. Is it? dude Rush, Rush Hour is not Chris Rock. I'm oh. pretty sure. Ah, uh, who who was that? It was Chris Tucker. Chris Chris oh. Tucker, who wasn't in this movie. He should have been though. Whatever happened to him? Chris Tucker? Yeah. Blow, probably. I'm not 100% sure, but I'd say blow. Um, everybody hates Chris, man. Every, yeah, everybody hates Chris. Which, speaking of everybody hates Chris, I, I hope I hope that Chris Rock never does that garbage again, either. What, I, uh, I've never even seen that. What is that? It's a TV show, isn't it? Yeah, it's a TV show about Chris Rock. It's no good. Well, why would that come back? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it's it's not good. And I don't know. I feel like Chris Rock. I'd like to see more him do like at the end of the movie. It almost alludes to the fact that he's going to be doing more stand up rather than uh, shitty movies, which I would love. I'd, w- I'd watch a new Chris Rock special. 
it's yeah, Chris Rock's fucking funny, you know. He's one of those guys. He's like Eddie Murphy in that way too, right? Eddie Murphy's really funny, but you watch his movies, almost all in the good. Sure. Beverly well, Hills Cop. No, no, no. He's got he's got the well. Eddie Murphy, I don't know, but Chris Rock's got those Madagascar joints, man. You can't <laughs> fuck with those. Well, I mean, like financially, yeah, you can, but they're not very good, dude. <laughs> well, those. <laughs> I like the idea of the guy that argues it to death. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, the fucking, uh, the lot of the, use the zebra and shit, and like, you know, pretty good movie. <laughs> well, you know what? Eddie Murphy had those Shrek movies. He was the donkey in those Shrek movies. <laughs> true, true. Um, overall, I do think that Top 5 is a good movie, but there's one, there's one particular scene that just destroyed the entire movie for me. Because I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm enjoying it, I'm liking the characters, because it's there's a heavy focus on the two main characters, which I like. We talked about that with Whiplash, and I felt like the other characters were there just there to supplement the two main characters. And I like when that it's happens. Too, it's, too, it's too bad... Uh, too bad Whiplash didn't get an Oscar. Shoulda. I mean, it did for, like, sound editing or something. Well, I mean, the the other guy got an Oscar, but uh, the Whiplash, the Whiplash, he didn't get an Oscar. <laughs> the Whiplash? You mean Miles Teller? Yeah, well, the, yeah, Whiplash didn't get an Oscar. <laughs> Are you good? Is this like a is this like a main character of the movie has to be the name of the movie bit? Sort of. Dude, I love I love First Blood. First Rambo, First Blood loves to go through the forest. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's a knife in his mouth. Yeah, why is First Blood. Like, you know why he he, he gets first blood, right? Because he carries the knife in his mouth and it, like, nicks, nicks the corner of his mouth, you know? First blood. <laughs> so so I want to talk about, like, my big problem with this movie. Uh-huh. It's, really, it's really good, and there's actually a twist that I... And I know you know what I'm talking about. There's a twist about uh, three-quarters of the way through the movie that I was watching this in bed. I sat up and went, no fucking way! It was really good. Really good. But... There was one scene in this movie that was so laughably bad. Mm. So laugh. So basically, Chris Rock is in jail, and he's like, Oh, my life sucks. Oh, my God. It just happens to be DMX. No way. It's, it's, it reminds me of that. Uh, Do you ever watch the show Extras? Yes. Where, where, like, Ricky Gervais has this fucking sitcom, and it's, like, so shitty, and then they're like, Oh no, it's Chris Rock from Coldplay. What are you doing? Here? <laughs> like, that's what it fucking reminded me of with this DMX. It's like, ah, DMX in the house. What? You just happen to be here to teach me a lesson. Thank you so much, DMX. What the fuck? What the fuck? This movie is really thug too. Like thug is fuck, dude. The entire the title of the movie is based around the fact that they. Gonna give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the fucking the title of the way. film is the title of the film is actually based on the fact that they are all just fucking counting down their top five favorite gangster rappers the entire movie. What's your top five? That's what's your top five. What's my top five? Yeah, straight up. Let's go right now. Oh wow, that's a, that's actually a good question. Um, is Wu Tang Clan? Does that count as one? That, that counts as one. Well, or you can go separately if you like RZA the most or whatever. You can just go with RZA. Okay. Uh, but as a as a cohesive unit, I agree. Wu Tang's okay. probably. On. I'll, I I'll, I'm just I'll just go I'll just go Wu Tang Clan. Yep. Uh, Wu Tang Clan. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. Okay, Biggie. Uh, I'll accept that. Big fan of Run DMC. Love me some Run DMC. Oh yeah, walk this way. <laughs> Dude, that shit that shit's better than the Aerosmith song. <laughs> it's way better. Way better. It's eons better. Uh, uh, let me think. Who else is really fucking good? Okay, I got Kanye. I oh got, yeah, Kanye. Uh, Kanye. I got Tribe Called Quest. Uh, Wu Tang. <laughs> Did you make uh, this beforehand? No, okay. this is just off the dome, dude. Uh, mm, those are the only ones I like. <laughs> and I'll uh, my last spot. I'll throw I'll throw Shad on there. Uh yeah, Shad's pretty damn good, isn't he? Uh, you know what? I'll give my last spot to Childish Gambino. Gambizi, I'll put uh, Chance the Rapper on there. Chance the Rapper's good too. Yeah, Gambizi, Notorious B.I.G., 
Wu-Tang Clan, Kanye West, and Run DMC. That's a pretty good top five. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty pretty damn good top five. Uh, and this movie, it was just so thug, man. <laughs> the, the thuggest movie well, I've ever seen in my life. You know, that one Watch the Throne song, you know, played all the time. Yeah, yeah, the one that the one that we're not allowed to say. <laughs> yeah, what what is it start? What is the first word in that song? <laughs> uh, nifters. Anyway, they're in Paris. But like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like who they played, are. But they played Paris. maybe like ten times in that. Yeah, it was it was it was you know, the, you know, like the, the fucking bells at the beginning where it's like bang. Boom. And then it's like yeah, it was the intro song as well as the credit song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what I liked so much about this movie, though, is that it was obvious that you had people who were well versed in comedy writing as well as people who are well versed in dramatic act uh, writing in one room. Obviously, I feel like I, feel, I I know actually that some of this was a lot of this was improv. So that's the movie was improved. A lot of it was. The stuff with J.B. Smooth, Chris Rock. That's wild. That's, that's stuff I would I would never even know. Look at, that's that's like things you don't do in movies anymore. That's amazing. Well, that's uh, that's like the whole draw of that uh, that other show that J.B. Smooth is on um, with Larry David. Oh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's right. Yeah, it's entirely improv, which is what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I actually did know that. I actually did know that. But at, um, <clears throat> what I like about this movie too that that funny people, funny people just failed so spectacularly at doing, is that they wrapped it up like funny people. They wrapped it up in like a family lovey dovey fairy tale. Look at us all doing better kind of way. Funny oh, people's a garbage film, by the yeah, way. It's it's no good. But in this movie, they sort absolutely hundred percent fuck no. They sort of wrapped it up at a point where what happens next is totally open ended. He could he could get in some major, you know, in some major trouble, and it's it's just fascinating. It's fascinating the way they they ended. I don't want to give too much away because this is one of those ones that I'm gonna say I'm gonna say solid hundred percent fuck yes on this. Oh, yeah, I actually like this movie a lot. I think it's really good, and like I was like, rolling laughing at some points. There was some yeah. fucking hilarious parts in this movie. It, yeah, it was really, really funny. I, I did not expect it to be as funny as it was, and overall, like, the writing, man, the writing, the characters, and the way they interacted with each other, it's mm-hmm. good. It was good. You could you could tell that Chris Rock put his heart and soul into this joint, you know. What well, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite bits in this was that if Tupac was still alive, he might be a politician, but he also might be in every Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking good bit. I like that the the only the only black guy they didn't invite to the party was Tyler Perry, and that's because they make fun of him in the movie. True. <laughs> True. But uh, I mentioned this earlier, but I, before we move on, I I, I want to mention it just once more. There's a scene where fucking Jerry Seinfeld is, is oh, yeah. flinging $1 bills at naked strippers. And, it's, and there's, like, champagne flying everywhere. Yeah, it's one it's, of the greatest it, scenes. It's <laughs> one of the greatest scenes in cinema history, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty damn good. And it's so weird because I didn't expect Jerry Seinfeld to be in a movie like this, you know, because it's so crass. And Jerry Seinfeld, he's, you know, he's, got that, he's got that clean comedy, you know? He's a clean sort man. Clean. He's, he's a clean man, but he got, he got wild in this movie. In a way that I he talked about side bitches in this movie. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was a good scene too. Yeah, Adam Sandler, he get him the fuck out of there. You know who had side bitches that we never mentioned in the episode? Who's that? Hello, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. in Selma he had side bitches in that. What? Did you remember that he had side pieces, dude? <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! We did. We did never. We did never mention that. But yeah, there's a part where he's like, she's like, "Were you unfaithful?" And he's like, "Nah, nah though." Nah though. <laughs> side pieces, bro. Yeah. Which is weird because that's actually true. It just. No, I know it's true. Twitch. I just, I just like that aspect of the movie, and I, I forgot to bring it up when we were talking about it. You never think Martin Luther King would have side bitches, you know. So everybody's gotta have a side piece. You know? <laughs> Dude, dude's a pastor. 
<laughs> Dude prices the J for a living. Pastor's a good one because you can still fuck. <laughs> if you're gonna get one of those, if you're gonna get one of those Jesus gigs, <laughs> better be a pastor. It's true, because you can't you can't bang if you're uh, if you're a monk or a can't nun. Fuck. No, no banging. In fact, some some of those monks who are like real hardcore, like Illuminati monks, they like put like pieces on their wiener so that they don't get hard. Oh, a wiener piece. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like spikes on the wiener. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, unfortunately, I do. <laughs> Shall we move on to uh? What are we even talking about? Have you ever had a cock ring, Jadley? From time to time. Look, I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but I'm also not going to tell you that it has. Yeah, I was at <laughs> I was at this house party one time, <laughs> and uh, we thought it was we thought it would be a great idea to get like just some hilarious stuff to put on the table in like a bowl. So my buddy got like this uh, this box of cock rings, and he like put them <laughs> in this bowl on the table. <laughs> and some guy like walks up to it, and he's like putting his hand in the bowl, and he's like, "What are these?" <laughs> it's like those cock rings. <laughs> He's like, and then later I saw him grab one. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. So let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk serious for a second. All right. Okay. Enough, enough cock ring talk. Let's box. talk spock ring talk. <laughs> Hell yeah. See, yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you're dying. Oh, you're dying. Yo, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't joke. But uh, this week, unfortunate shit, we lost Leonard Nimoy. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, rest in peace and bees. <laughs> yeah, I can't, believe, I can't believe we didn't do the uh, the death pool before that. I know. That would have been a lot. He, he was one of my top picks. We got to do that death pool soon, too. Love the man. Love the man. The love, love Leonard Nimoy. He, he, had a, he had a solid Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, dude. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, I'm, I'm like terrified for the day that George Takei dies because his Twitter, uh-huh. Twitter is gold. Dude, his fucking Twitter is gold. He brings the wood like crazy. So, so today, in uh, memorial of Leonard Nimoy, aka Spock the Jock, we're gonna do our top five Star Trek films. Why don't you yeah. start us? Yeah. Uh, my number five. Is the newest Star Trek? This is uh, Star Trek Into Dark. Is it Into Darkness? The Into one with uh, one with Benedict Schmumbersmatch. I don't think we've ever said his name normal on the show. What is this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I like the, I, that guy's that guy's my favorite. The guy that doesn't actually know his name. <laughs> uh, th- I was actually telling Buck right before the podcast. This is actually the only Star Trek movie I have never seen. I have never probably, seen. Probably it. watch it. I, I've seen. I've seen a little bit of it, but you know, I watch it. You know, I watch it. I, I watched a little bit with my girlfriend, and when you watch, you know, didn't really catch a lot of it. Ah, oh, finger blasting. I understand. <laughs> nah, I mean, nah, I mean. Hey, man. Hey. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've never seen it. So I can't I can't really talk about. I it, like so. it. There's a little, there's a real cool scene at the beginning that. Uh, Looks real good, man. I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> don't know how they make things like that. You know. Is that the one in the commercial where they're running through the the cornfield, like in signs? Yeah, but it's made of like no, no. That's that's from the first one, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they're running through a forest made of pink trees, and that's pretty dope. True. That that sounds good. <laughs> that sounds like good stuff. So my number five is uh, pretty. Pretty topical. It's Search for Spock, Star Trek. Oh, uh, that's my number four. Fucking Search for Spock's a good flick, dude. Not definitely not one of the best Star Treks. No. Actually. Definitely top five material. It's like it's not as good as some of the other ones, but it is really solid. And I like that one a lot. It's not uh, it's not as interesting as, as some of the other ones, but I I do like that one. It's it's pretty solid. Yeah, man. Definitely. It's part, definitely. Of, the, it's part of the trilogy. It's part of the it's part of the Star Trek magic, you know. It's the one where they search for Spock. They bring a man back to life. Colby. True. You think you think the Shatner is crazy enough to attempt to do that in real life now? Hundred <laughs> percent. He's he's crazy enough that he might. I think he thinks he is Captain. Uh, Kirk. I read uh, one of his books where 
like he writes books about him as Captain Kirk, <laughs> but like as like an aging Captain Kirk, and like <laughs> he makes himself such such a hero. In the, in the one that I read, like he's like I think he's like fifty or like maybe forty five ish in the book, and he's just like banging like crazy, and he's like saving like young bitches <laughs> and like space bond. I like it. It's, it's one of the it's one of the most ridiculous books I've ever read, and it's it's like the back side is just his face. There's no <laughs> there's no words on the back. It's just his face across the entire thing. It's a great That's one. Incredible. I I don't remember what it's called, but I think he's written a few of them. That's amazing. That's that is amazing. My number four is uh, it's the one with uh, San Francisco treat. Oh, number four is Voyage Home, baby. Voyage Home, baby. Voyage Home is it's so good. Basically, what happens is they go to San Francisco in the year what, like nineteen eighty-five or something like that. Yeah, nineteen ninety, <laughs> and they steal whales from SeaWorld. They gotta get a humpback whale. That's true. Yeah, and they there's like fucking. They're, they go into the bus and there's people like with with boom boxes and stuff. It's like ridiculously oh, 90s. It's 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 the silliest movie out of all <laughs> of them for sure. It's so silly. You know that was like right in like a grace period, right before movies got really serious. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like yeah. movies movies got really serious in the 21st century. But like, cause like something like Voyage Home. That shit you wouldn't see nowadays. Not even, not even the fucking new Ninja Turtles joint was that silly, man. Nah, <laughs> like, it's just, it's all camp. It's all yeah, camp. It's, like, fucking, it's all nostalgia for that age, that time era. The first time I watched that movie, I couldn't believe it was a real movie. I think, like, I think, I think <laughs> there's the first a part time where like Spock break dances on it, like a bus, like no <laughs> yeah. joke. It's a real I, thing. I remember the first time. The first time I ever watched it, it was actually in your basement. Oh yeah, that was the first time you watched it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. That was, that was like that was probably the second or third time I ever saw it. But it's one of the most insane things I've ever seen. <laughs> so ridiculous, dude. Oh, I love Boy Chum. So what's your uh, what's your number three? My uh, number three is Star Trek. Uh, when did that come out? Like oh nine. Oh, is this this the one with JJ uh, Simmons? This is Chris Pine and uh, Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto, and the man in question today, Leonard Nimoy. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, boy. Oh, I like, shit. Uh, I like that uh, uh, Carl Urban, too. He played Bones. Yeah. That guy's, that guy's fucking good, man. Yeah, Car- Carl so Urban, he's, he's, way, he's way better than people give him credit for. That's for sure. He's like, hella good, dude. That's like, that's like Jeffrey Wright, too, man. He's real good, but no one gives him the cred. True. I love Jeffrey Wright, but... Uh, yeah, no, um, the Star Trek, the J.J. Simmons one. J.J. Abrams, yep. Yeah, the one with the with the sun in the face. It, it's real good. Like, it's real good. Who was it? Eric Bana was the bad guy? Bana, yep. Remember, Bana, that was like that was the summer when he was in, like, seven movies, too. Because that was, like, the what? same summer as, like... He, that was the same summer as, like, Funny People and Time Traveler's Wife and, like, a I, few others. I don't I think I've seen... I think I've seen two Eric Bana movies, and one of them was Hulk. <laughs> Dude, you never seen Munich? No. Dude, seeing Munich, fucking Eric Bana fucks in it. Like I said, I've seen I've seen two Eric Bana movies. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Star Trek, and what's the other one? Funny People. Hulk. Oh, I guess I've seen Honey People. Yeah. Dude, you're missing. So you're missing. You're missing out, dude. You're missing out on some good Munich. Hey, man. <laughs> You've never seen Point Break, so don't even talk. True. Talk. True. All right, look, I'll watch Point Break. You watch Munich. Fair trade. Right, fine. Fair trade. My number three is a movie a lot of people really don't like. But guess what? It's the first Star Trek movie I ever saw in theaters, so I like it. Star Trek Nemesis with Patrick Stewart. Ooh, yeah. I don't remember much about it. I don't remember much about it. I just remember fucking loving it. I've never seen... I I was telling you this earlier, but I've never seen any of those movies. Any any of the new generation ones or past that. Did you see see the seventh one that had had, uh, Shatner and Stewart? No. Oh, dude, that one's great. Never seen that one. That one's real good. You got fucking the only the only shitty thing about the the newer ones is that they got Will Wheaton in them, and he's, uh, he's yeah. terrible. Will Wheaton is terrible. Nobody likes Will. I mean, everybody likes Will Wheaton, but I don't know why. Hey. You know, like, yeah, I don't, he only uses one L in his name. 
He, he's become like some sort of like nerd commodity, and it's like, yo, don't you get the dude doesn't make moves anymore. Like he's not, he makes zero moves. Has never the only made a thing move. he does is he has a Twitter account and he tweets about hockey. Why do people give a shit about Will Wheaton? <laughs> does he like hockey? Dude, he hilarious. tweets like he tweets about the LA Kings like every fucking uh, day. Yeah, that's right. Big he's LA Kings. LA Kings. And then they show him like at LA Kings games on TV, and I'm like, oh, don't show that son of a bitch. It's, how, like, where? How is he? He can't have made that much money off Star Trek. Where the fuck did he get so much money? Well, he makes his money out now by doing like those fucking nerd commodity shows, like fucking, uh, like uh, the King of the Nerds and like, oh, uh, okay, stupid dumb shit like that. I think he lives in like a shitty apartment, and he's got enough to pay for that. Like, goes to like cons and charges ninety dollars a headshot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's how. Yeah. That's how he makes the money. Remember, he was at that fucking con that we went to. Was he there? Yeah, he was fucking. Or was he there? Or was it just was it just Levar and Patrick Stewart? No, he was there. He, they were yeah, all I was, there. I was pretty sure he was there. I remember Levar Burton and I remember Patrick Stewart because those are the ones. I was I was, I was never really a Next Generation fan. I I like the original series a lot. I think it's great, and I've seen some of Next Generation in Deep Space, and I think they're fine. But nothing compares to that original shit. So I just never watched it. <laughs> the that original, much. like, here's the thing: is that Next Generation never had a Nazi episode. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nazi. There's a lot of things that uh, the first, the, the, the original series did that nothing else in the world has done. <laughs> Next generation, though, I, I like it because John Luke Picard is such a good character. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I. I, st- I think it's good. I just. I was never. There's just, never my show. There's made. never going to be a Star Trek character better than Spock, though. I'll watch it on I watch it on Netflix sometimes. It's good still. Yeah, I like it. I like it. John Luke Picard. You got who else was fucking in that? Data was in that. Yeah. Uh, Will for some reason. I, like, I, I don't mind Nine. Deep Space Nine either. I think Deep Space Nine's a banger. I think that I think I have some good episodes. I haven't seen much of Deep Space Nine. If I'm being honest, but, I've seen all, I've the, seen all the, the movies. I'm I'm behind on the on the television. Well, really, there's like Voyager and Enterprise. Those ones are no good. I don't I don't like those ones. <laughs> Yeah, they're not very good, are they? Where were we even? Where? Oh, we were talking about Nemesis, number three. Nemesis. Yep. What's your yep. number two? Uh, my number two is uh, little little one you just said. It's uh, oh yeah, it's Voyage Home. Uh, yes, oh yes, it's Voyage Home. <laughs> <laughs> I can break dancing on the bus. I just, I it's, it's it's one of those ones that's like it's like the gray to me, like it's just. It's insanity. It's just insanity. It doesn't make any sense. They're trying to get a whale. It's it's ridiculous. Basically, from the minute it starts to the minute it ends. It's it's so okay. damn silly. Uh, I, I I always forget to tell the the audio listeners, but if it if it goes like real silent for a minute, it's because we're doing camera takes. <laughs> we're we're looking at the we're looking at the camera like Jim from the office. <laughs> yeah. They're doing camera takes. <laughs> so just every time you hear a silence, just 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 assume it's a camera take. Yeah, yeah. Because those are they're pretty good. They're good camera takes. So my number two, because you just said number two, right, boy? Uh-huh. My number two is a movie that actually elicits a lot of uh, a lot of emotion for me. It's Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan. True. Big That's my number fan. one. That's my I number figured, one. I figured that would be your number one, and like I actually have a pretty What's the word I'm looking for? Pretty unpopular vote for my favorite. I've seen all of them except for the brand newest one. Uh, let's talk about Wrath of Khan for a minute, though. Then we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrath of Khan. The last 25 minutes of that movie is probably one of the most riveting sections in movie history. Especially for especially for a movie as silly as Star Trek. Sure. So, somehow it's able to elicit all this emotion while still keeping you completely entranced by the world and the characters surrounded by it. The first, like, let's be honest, it's, it's always... this The Wrath of Khan, it's always been critically hailed, and it is an amazing movie, it is. But, like, up until the first... Uh, like, the part where they're actually, like, fighting Khan, not the best. You know, it's not amazing. <laughs> that, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's the best sci-fi movie ever made, for sure. I'd say I'd say it's for sure up there. It's for sure up there. But my favorite, my favorite Star Trek movie, one we already talked a little bit about, 
the 2009 joint. J.J. Abrams, fucking Eric Bana, Zachary Quino, Chris Pine. Dude, That's I love good, this man. I, lo- so I, good. I remember. So good. I think I think I saw this in theaters with you, and I just walked away. Just yeah, we did see this. Mind fucked up. Mine was blown. It's, it's like it's like. I think after like watching those Star Wars movies in theaters and being like, ah, sci-fi, man, it's just not <laughs> not what it used to be. And then you see Star Trek, and you're like, oh, all right, okay, so this yeah, that, like you can make movies still. So yeah, that, still that could be that can happen. That could be what it's like, and it's like there is there is definitely do's and don'ts for sci-fi, and George Lucas he he tussled it up pretty hard, right? I, I think I like that that 2009 Star Trek more than almost every Star Wars. I'd say, you know what? I, I'd say I'm not right on board with you because I will say I love the original trilogy of Star Wars. Huge fan. I like the, love it. I like the first two. The third one is of. definitely, definitely sillier than the, than the first two. The first two, like four and five, those are the best ones. Far none. Far none. Number five being... Clearly, the best movie of the entire saga. But I would say the Star Trek. In some people's opinion. I would say the Star Trek 09. It's not far behind. Have you have you watched Have you watched the fifth one recently though? Uh yeah, actually, just a few months ago. Doesn't hold up, man. No, holds up, Does bro. Does not hold up. I think I think you're still bitter about Jar Jar, dude. No, I don't care about those movies. I I, no, I, no, I you're, still you're like a, the original trilogy. What, what was it? What was it that ruined Star Wars for you? No, the the Christmas special. You're still bitter about the Christmas special. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've seen like ten minutes of that. <laughs> yeah. Not many people get past that ten. No, I like mark. a lot of. I like some Star Wars stuff. I just you know, just, I can't. I can't stand the fandom. I just can't stand it. I feel you on that. It's, it's like not better. It's not better than Star Trek. It's just, it's, just, it's like it's not better. I'd say I'd say they're pretty comparable. Pretty comparable. I like I like both series a lot. Like I hate when people are like Trekkie or what's the word for Star Wars? Fucking nerds. Wars. I I don't know, but <laughs> fucking people are like Star Wars and Star Trek, and it's like, yo, watch both. They're pretty decent. They're they're both eight. There's like there's, lucky for you. There's about ten thousand hours of Star Trek, so you'll. <laughs> True. You can probably you can probably fit in six movies somewhere. True. <laughs> Take, oh. you, you, you taking a break from John Luke Picard uh, dancing or whatever? <laughs> uh, tossing a Star Wars episode, you know? <laughs> John Luke Picard dancing? What episode was that? There's just there's a gif of it online that <laughs> I always see. <laughs> He's fucking dancing. So that's our. That's our tar- top five Star Trek movies. Of course, obviously, it's clear that we both like Wrath of Khan a lot, as well as the J.J. Abrams joint. Those are good. Yo, those are, those are good. And Voyage joint. Home. And Voyage Home. Hollow. That's the top three right there. That's the top three. Voyage Home, that's like a movie you throw on during a party, man. Just, uh, that's a party just, slick. That's you for can sure. just get fucking people rallying around the TV. Dude, people will rally. <laughs> <laughs> that's for You're sure. just pounding beers watching everything. <laughs> But that, next time you're at a party, like even if it's not your house, like peruse the DVD shelf, see if they got Voyage Home. <laughs> if they do, pop that bitch on. People will rally. Yo, and if they don't get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Secret of the Use. Hey man, whatever they got, <laughs> they rally. I don't know if I told you that, but that's my new thing. When I'm at people's houses, I'll just put on a DVD and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing because then they're like what the fuck is this movie playing like, I don't know man it's your fucking I'm not watching it <laughs> you'll be like man who put on this DVD <laughs> <laughs> shit I don't know it's weird I mean I guess we can rally around Voyage Home <laughs> I guess we can rally uh, line them up it's rally that's fucking good so shall we move on to our next movie yeah absolutely talk about Let's talk about Citizen Four. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> What'd you think? Oh man. You know what I was? Well, you know what I was what, during watching this? Just guess. Just guess. Guess how I was feeling during this movie. Wrecked as fuck. Glued. Glued to the TV. Chad. Glued. glued. Couldn't here's, look away. Here's the thing. 
first 25 minutes are so boring. First, first 25 minutes. True, not very interesting. No, no Snowden. No Snowden. The second that Snowden walks on the screen, he demands your attention the entire rest of the fucking movie. Maybe the greatest, greatest, greatest hero of our generation, Chatter. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's so weird that we're interview- that we're doing that we're uh, we're reviewing this movie today because as of this morning, er- Edward Snowden. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Your internet's bad. Re- re-say whatever that was. Uh, basically, what I said was it's weird that we're doing this review of Citizen Four today because this morning, Edward Snowden's lawyers announced that. He's thinking that he's coming back to the United States. He's going to go to trial. Probably going to go to jail. Probably going to go to jail. Probably going to go to jail for the rest of his life. Maybe not the rest of his life because I feel like... This... Fuck. This movie's so good. So basically, for those who don't know, it's a documentary. And they... Edward Snowden basically got a reporter and a filmmaker who made this movie... Uh-huh. To sit down with him, and he revealed he was a whistleblower. He revealed some secrets about the NSA and the sort of things that they could tap into, and the sort of things they did tap into. Basically, they said they weren't on people's Facebooks, they weren't checking your text messages, uh, they weren't, you know, doing stuff like that. And Edward Snowden basically brought documents, released them, and was like, "Yeah, they're fucking lying to you. Mm-hmm. They're lying to you." I, I, it's, I, it's certainly not as, you know bad as what Julian Assange has released, but yeah, in the same vein, it's still a lot of shit that they don't want floating around. Dude, Julian Assange was in this movie too, dude. Yeah, yeah, he was. I love that guy. That guy's one of my favorite people on Earth. He's just yeah, he's he's, so fucking interesting. It's That's why I like I liked Julian Assange, Assange and uh, Edward Snowden, because they release information that should be given to the public. Mm-hmm. It's, it's information that should be public. And they're making it public because the government doesn't want to. Now, I'm going to tell everybody here to go see this movie. Like, see this movie absolutely, 100%. But I'm also worried that if I give this a good review, they're busting down the door, man. Hey, man. You you live in Canada. (laughs) True. True. But, uh, I don't know. It's it's so important. Now, here's, here's the thing about NSA... And, you know, tracking your text messages and stuff and, you know, going through your privacy. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't give a shit if they do it, you know. I mean, if they tell me to. If they tell me they're going to do it, if they're like, by the way, you know, sometimes we sweep your text messages. Like, what are they going to see? What, me texting my girlfriend? Where do you want to go for dinner? Like, who gives a shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, they've... they've... There's enough of my dick pics in the cloud that I'm not too, <laughs> I'm not too upset with that. But I, I still don't like it. I also think, <laughs> I also think that to go through somebody's privacy, their text message, their Facebook, they should have what police officers call probable cause. They shouldn't just be able to do it for fucking shits and gigs, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's I what I think the big deal is: is that. People feel like they're not being trusted by their government anymore, which is which is a bad thing. It's people in their government should sort of be like a relationship, you know. You know, when you're dating somebody, there needs to be trust there. Otherwise, somebody's gonna rebel and not want to be with that person anymore. Yeah, you, you certainly. Start to- I think the thing this this made me think about the most is like how they collect the metadata and like how like everything connects like as like as soon as you buy a bus pass it's connected to your fucking credit card and then they know where you're going and shit like that's you don't think about that stuff man you don't think about that stuff that's it's it's horrifying because at any given moment i mean i guess it's good right because if it's like oh this person committed a crime we need but, like, to find this person in the, the same thing like Security cameras are shitty, and like, but look at this fucking thing. This is a 1080p webcam right here. Like, you know how much that cost me? Like seventy five dollars. <laughs> like all these fucking, all these fucking stores have like closed circuit, like fucking four twenty two forty p cameras, and it's like, <laughs> that's that's the main thing. That, that's not even really related to this movie, but it just blows my mind. <laughs> I did. Uh, there was a lot of this movie that I found interesting. 
And what I what, the most interesting thing about this movie is that Edward Snowden is such a fascinating and likable person. Oh yeah, he's a badass dude. And one thing I found really kind of weird about this movie is that it was pretty tame as it, like as far as cursing goes. And then there's like one scene where in like two minutes they bust out the fuck word like eight times, <laughs> and, then, and then it goes away for the rest of the movie. Yeah. They just say fuck, and like the 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 gay reporter guy, Glenn, whatever oh, his name. Was. Glenn Greenwald's a badass yeah, dude. That guy's so cool. Yeah, he's awesome. He fucking he fucking well, he got all this information out there. Glenn, Glenn lives in Brazil. Yeah. Is a lawyer, reporter, gay as hell. <laughs> what a badass. So Glenn Greenwald, he says fuck, and as soon as he says fuck, uh, you can see that Edward Snowden's brain is like, oh wait, he's like, oh, we can say fuck. <laughs> we can say fuck in here. This guy said fuck. Let's, and then they just they just go off on a tirade. Dude, there's a lot to like about this movie. Not to, not to mention it's important as heck that people see this. Well, I mean, the only like he got an Oscar. They got an Oscar for this, right? Like best Absolutely. documentary. And uh, that's one of the main reasons that Edward Snowden might be able to walk free again. Is <laughs> because this fucking movie got an Oscar. <laughs> you gotta get there's a couple of things that I found kind of funny that like, and well, I mean, like, just because, like, just because of the way my brain works while I'm watching movies. There's like one part where they're like chatting online. They're having like an online chat, and she's like, "If I send you a camera, can you record what you're saying?" And he was like, "No, I can't be too loud. I've got a landlord, and I don't want to get there." Uh, but getting their fucking door kicked in, and I just like in my mind, I just imagine that for uh, the Laura girl just responding, "True." <laughs> <laughs> But there was also a point where it's like, where she's talking to Glenn Greenwald over the internet, and he—they're basically talking about you know the NSA in America. And he was like, uh, "Do you think it's safe to return to America?" And she goes, "I wouldn't." And I was like, "Except if you're gonna re- get your fucking Oscar." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you go back to America to accept your Oscar. They should have got Snowden on like. Uh... When they're accepting yeah, an award, they should they should <laughs> they should have got him on Google Chats. Dude, do you actually know how amazing that would be and how fast the Oscars would probably get shut down? Yeah, dude, hella fast. <laughs> pretty, he, did a, he, did a, he did a Reddit AMA the other day. And, like, uh, I don't know how he... No, I didn't, I didn't ask him about lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> like, how you just... <laughs> That's what I was going to say. But uh, he he only answered, like, ten questions because... Reddit was for some reason uh, like stopping his account from posting, so like I don't want to like talk about conspiracy theories or anything like that. But it seems a little weird that Edward Snowden's account was the only account. Like Glenn Greenwald could post fine, Laura could post fine. Oh fucking Snowden had trouble posting on Reddit. That's like another <laughs> another thing to do with this movie too, and it's it's something that I'm. I'm honestly curious about because I want to know what you think because we've actually talked about this particular scene in the movie uh, on this podcast before during the Oscar show. Um, mm-hmm. There's a scene where he realizes, oh shit, I'm in a hotel room and he goes and he unplugs the phone and then the fire alarm starts going off and they're like, oh, it's just a test, it's just a test. Is that, bu- do you think that's bullshit? I don't, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where you got to wonder. It could be, it could be, yeah, just a coincidental fire alarm, but then... That's really weird, though, because that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Even even Snowden was like... Nobody's testing the fire alarm. Even Snowden was like, if they were were going to test the fire alarm, they would be telling us, wouldn't they? How many hotels have you ever stayed in in your life? Like, probably probably like three or four dozen. Okay. I've stayed in maybe a couple hundred. Uh, You know how many times the fire alarm has ever just been tested? Zero. Zero. It's not a thing that happens. So, it's yeah, not a thing I, that happens. I think I think that's I think that was sort of thing. So basically, this movie I would say 100 percent fuck yes. Oh yeah, this is what a, what one of the best documentaries I've seen in a couple of years at least. See, I've been I've been sort of off documentaries because I was still mad at that uh, that guy who made he made the the super size me one, which has so many mm-hmm. people were like, that's amazing, and I was like, no, it's not. It's a guy. Look, look. If you're going to eat McDonald's for 30 days, yeah, no shit, that's bad for you. Yeah, I mean... That's like, that's like if a guy's like, I'm going to smoke three cigarettes, three packs of cigarettes a day, see if I get lung cancer. Yo, you will! I mean, it's, that, that, that was like a fakey documentary, though. There's there's good ones out there. 
Yeah, and then he did another one called uh, Where in the World is Osama Bin Laden? It was, oh, yeah. it was just him walking around in the desert, man. Like, uh, and then there was the greatest movie ever sold where he got it completely sponsored by things. Oh, uh, you know what? I actually didn't hate that one as much. Yeah, that one was okay. It was all right. But, I mean, like, it didn't tell newest one was like really no. His newest one was about beards. No joke. It was like called Manscaping or something. It was about beards. <laughs> Dude, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's on Netflix, I think. I watched it. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen greatest. I've seen greatest movie ever sold. That one's pretty good. I like that he's like he's always drinking like the uh, the pomegranate. Oh, wonderful, juice. Dude. yeah, bomb wonderful in Netflix. <laughs> Stuff's good. Like it's like supposed to be like good for your wiener or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the Asian guy. He's like, it's uh, very good. <laughs> They're good for the penis. <laughs> what? What did you say? Penis. So I think I think we can basically safely say Citizen Four is a fantastic movie. See it because Edward Snowden is the bomb. You gotta watch it and it gets you thinking about this stuff. Even if like I mean there's nothing you can do, really. So <laughs> all you really gotta do is grate your teeth for the first twenty five minutes. Like that's really what you gotta do. Well it's the setup. It needed to be there, but it's it just needed it needed to be there. It's not that interesting, but as soon as you get to Snowden, it's like Cause yeah, because I was like, Oh man, I hope it's not this. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I remember thinking that too. And then but like, I, knew, I knew Snowden was in a lot of it, so that's why I wasn't like. That's why oh, yeah, me, me too. And when they were actually talking to Snowden, there were so many times where, once again, I was watching this in bed, where I sat up and was like, "Whoa!" Like just, just mesmerized by what was on the screen. Glued, Chad. Glued. Glued. Good stuff. So, want to talk about the Hungry Games? Yeah, alright. Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead. Dead as heck. Dead. <laughs> he's, he's dead. He's a dead man. But uh, he was in this movie. Hey. In this movie? What? Didn't need to be two hours. Didn't need to be two hours, dude. No, it's, 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 here, here's my review of this movie. <laughs> Same as the other ones. <laughs> I think, like, I don't know. I really like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out with a little bit of a what should we, what should I call it? Confession. Uh-huh. I love the first movie, the first, first Hunger Games. Good man, I liked that one a lot. Second one, yeah, same, not so much. same thing, same. Th- that was that's that's <laughs> fucking Hangover Two. That's the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> the third one is definitely better than the the second one. Yeah, well, it's a little different, I suppose, it's, but it's, it's not different. interesting. That's the problem. But here's the dealio, and, and we've talked about this so many times, is that we've begun this thing lately where they chop a book into two parts. and like, Hey, hey The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1, for sure get a shorter name. <laughs> here's the thing. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, right? Hey, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, for sure get a shorter name. <laughs> here's, here's the dealio with that movie, right? That's like that's like a that's like a thick book. Hey, you could cut, you could cut that into two. You could cut that into into two, man. <laughs> you could yeah. cut that into Twilight Twilight Part One and Part Two. It's a pretty thick book. You could cut that into two. You, no, 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 no. <laughs> Just because it's thick doesn't mean it doesn't have giant print, Chadley. <laughs> uh, but like, it's the same with Harry Potter. That's not even a long book. It's like it just has giant print because it's a kid's <laughs> book. But here's the thing. Mockingjay? Yo, dude, you could bump this out in like two hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's And here's my big problem, too, is that movies are created, especially movies based on books, they're for people who don't have the time to sit down and read an entire book. Because it takes a hell of a lot more time than it does to watch a movie. Uh, here's yeah, like a regular book, that's like that's taking like 15 hours of your life. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Is that... After this next one comes out, which I can assume because it's the finale, it'll be between two and two and a half hours. That means that together, Mockingjay will be about four and a half hours. It's a Hobbit movie. I mean, a Lord of the Rings movie, not even a Hobbit movie. It's, it's going to be four and a half hours. Here's the dealio. Took me less time to read the book. <laughs> How long did the book? You read the books? I, yeah, I, yeah, I read all the books one summer, the summer that they were the craze. Those, I, I, I thought, thought those came out when out. I, those came out when you were like twenty. Like those are free, those are free I, didn't say I, was, I didn't say I was a kid when I read them. 
Look, Supreme it's about girls, a fucking apocalyptic war. It's a fucking, read, fucking, fucking war. read Battle Royale. It's a way better <laughs> book, and it's the same. But no, yeah, I did read these joints. I wasn't 20. I must have been like 18. Yeah, I came out recently, though. <laughs> Bumped this out in an afternoon, dude. All right. In like like three and a half hours. It's a, it's a short book. book. It's like 300 pages. Who looks at 300 pages and goes, yup, two movies? Not two fucking well, movies. Here's the problem with this. Is it's two hours, but 45 minutes of it is just Katniss staring at shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just Katniss making home movies in a hole. That's the no, movie. There's, there's a two-minute scene where she's just staring at something. And that happens more than once. Like, there's nobody's talking. Nobody's talking. And she's, she's, she's got like staring at you can something. tell that she's got like tears ready to come out, but they never do. You know, not mean when she's looking at stuff. Uh, also, Natalie Dormer, number one, grow your hair back. Number two, yeah. Number two, get the fuck out of my Hunger Games movie. Stay in Game of Thrones. Nobody, nobody wants you here. The only, uh, the only character I liked in these movies, well, there is two, but uh, the main one was Lenny Kravitz. Uh, yeah, he's 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 dead as heck. He's dead as heck. So. Dead as heck. And who's the other one? Uh, I can't remember his name. It's a Peter. No, that dude's a douche. I don't like that dude, guy at all. I fucking, I love Peter. Also, Jeffrey Wright was in this movie, but you know how oh, like yeah. James, you know, like in James Bond, he's a fucking he's a fucking badass CIA agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah this they made. He's a dumb nerd. Yeah, he's he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> I love Jeffrey Wright, man. He's so good. He's yeah, he's so good. He is good. We talked about him already on this podcast. Also, uh, I, I just I just realized in my mind we haven't talked about this yet. Uh, shout out to Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shout out. Oh wait, no, we kind of talked about it. we talked about the gray. That's if he ever passes on Chadley, which I know he never will. <laughs> that will be literally the saddest day of my life. <laughs> I like if he when he passes on, I'll call him sick from work. Oh, absolutely. I will. I will take. I will take a sick. Leave. If I'm at work, I'll just walk out. No explanation. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. But um, yeah, this 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 Hunger Games movie. That's my my general review of it. Is that this was 45 minutes worth of stuff in two hours. Yeah. They they could have made this one movie. They didn't need to drag it on. That being said. That being said, because I like the first movie, I'm already semi-invested in the characters, and I did enjoy it while I was watching it. Heck, hey, man, I'm going to finish the series. Yeah, me too. Me too, for <laughs> sure, because because they ended it on I a cliffhanger. I don't think they're that bad. It's just like, enough, enough with the two-parters. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And the second one's not, no, it's not very good. Come on. I, I hope that, uh, I hope that, uh, Hunger Games is like the last. Hey, hey, here's a here's a tip for people writing books and movies. Don't make the second one literally the same thing. <laughs> the, the second one. Hundred percent. Don't do that. It's no. The second one's really. It's no good, dude. Like it's. It's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing. It's uh. It's shockingly similar. That's. For I sure. was so upset when I watched that one. It was. I, it was on Netflix, and I'm like, all right, I'll give the second one a chance. Nah, same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I watched. Here's the thing. I paid. I paid and watched that in a theater with a bunch of people who also paid. <laughs> I I paid for the same movie I already paid for. Hundred percent won't be paying for these. <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank you. I've watched all of them on Netflix, and you know that noise. <laughs> I would say, I don't know, I was intrigued. I was drawn in by the characters. Yo, Katniss, she could die. I wouldn't care. Don't not, care about that character. She's not Jennifer Lawrence's hottest character, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, she's not, a, like, she's not, and she's not even, like, her, like, best character. She's not even her most interesting. In fact, she's not an interesting character at all. The characters that you really give she's a shit about. Mosby of this shit. Yeah, you, the characters you give a shit about are are J- J- Jeff Hutchinson, uh, a- aka Peter, and then you got uh, what's his name, Philip Seymour. 
Philip Seymour. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, sure. Um, I love Woody Harrelson. He's so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Julianne Moore was in this flick. Yeah, I don't uh, care for her character. The, pre- the president uh, didn't super like her character, but I like uh, I like uh, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the old guy. <laughs> president yeah. of the of the other of the nice area. Yeah, he plays he he plays a GD good villain, man. Oh man, Donald Sutherland's a badass. I saw him. I saw him once. You saw him like at a like in a subway. Yeah, he's Canadian. I saw him in Safeway. Oh, did you did you hang out with him? No, no, he was uh, I was like, I was in the frozen pizza aisle, right? Yeah. And I was grabbing one, and I look, I look to my left, look to my left, and there's Donald Sutherland grabbing a fucking pizza. From, <laughs> from me, no joke. That's amazing. Did he? Did he have like bodyguards? No. <laughs> Just shopping, dude. Just shopping oh, by himself. He had, he had, he had a basket. He didn't even have a cart. Just had a basket. <laughs> he came there for the frozen pizza. Donald Sutherland goes for the frozen pizza, dude. Yeah, I don't know. He must have been filming something around here. I don't know. <laughs> he probably fucking picked up like a two liter of like root beer and shit too. He was, he was having a party for one. Then I didn't night. see. I didn't see what else was in his basket, but he was definitely getting a frozen pizza. Although I can confirm that. You should have looked over at his basket if he asked you what you were doing. Just be like, "Oh, sorry for the pod." Pod, this pod, This was years ago, dude. This was a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, dude! If you ever see Donald Sutherland again, make check the basket, dude. I'll see if he'll come on the pod. <laughs> Trying to get him in the studio. Dude, I bet he fucking would, man. I bet he fucking Well, let's would. talk about fucking Donald Sutherland flicks. I don't know even know what he's ever been in. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about all the Hunger Games movies and be like, so that's the only movies you've ever been in, right? <laughs> what about Dude, that Kiefer? What about that Kiefer kid? You yeah, like what about... Yeah. Ooh, do What's I like him? Uh, he's I, a... I mean, I was I was posing these questions to fake Donald Sutherland, but... Oh. He's, for some reason, he's doing... Kiefer Sutherland's doing Metal Gear Solid games, and it's like, yo, aren't you, like, better than that? Hey, man. <laughs> That's, that, that always shocks me when fucking celebrities, like Martin Sheen when he did Mass Effect, and I'm like, yo, look, Martin Sheen, like, I, it's really cool you're in a game, but you know you don't gotta, right? I, I, they're getting bigger, though, which I guess is cool. Liam Neeson was in Fallout 3. Which oh, I, yeah. Which I, personally, which I personally fucking love. What else? That's why what I like that game so much. It's like fucking, what was that one that had, like, Willem Dafoe in it? Like, it was such a big selling point, too, that he was in it. His name was on the cover. It was like a movie. It's like a, a DVD box. I, I feel like Kevin Spacey's in, like, a, a Call of Duty game or something. He, he, is, he is. He's in the latest Call of Duty game. Mm. It's a true thing. Unplayable. Unplayable sludge. <laughs> oh, man. I was not ready for that. <laughs> oh... So, uh, I would say, for Hunger Games, yo, you like the Hunger Games? If you, you like saw, the first one? If you thought the other ones, uh, for sure watch this one. Yeah, yeah, 60, yeah. Don't, don't leave yourself hanging. Don't leave yourself hanging. Like, it's a 60% fuck yes, you know? It's not, it's not a great movie, but uh, it's definitely it was, watchable. You know, it's it's alright, yeah. I mean, it, it draws you in, that's for sure, but at the end, you can't just kind of like, wait a minute, I don't care about any of those people. You know what I mean? I like even it. even even uh, Loki Hemsworth, man, he was. What was he doing in this movie? He was doing not. He wasn't making any moves. He, dude. he wasn't making any he, moves. He didn't. He didn't do anything in this movie. He wasn't a character. No, he sure wasn't. But like, it's so weird because they hired him to be in the first two movies and gave him like seven lines each, and they're like, "Oh, don't worry. Wait for part three. Wait for part three. He might wait be good for one part... day. He wait. We waited for part three, and guess what? Nothing. Never know. He might be good one day. <laughs> I, I doubt it. I don't have high hopes. Considering <laughs> his his brother's body of work. <laughs> Not to mention, like compared to his, even though like Liam Hemsworth, he's he's pretty he's a pretty fit dude. But compared to his brother, he's he's like a fucking he's like a pencil bug. Yeah, he's a, he's a little he's a skinny small, weak, small guy. Small he's a skinny kid. weak nerd. Now he's 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 built up. He's built up. He's just like no, not very big. I imagine like when they go I, when they. I've both... never I've never seen him in real life, but I can imagine he's not, not as not as tall as Chris. 
I, I imagine, like, in real life, when they both go home for Christmas, like, Chris comes home, and they're like, hey, family, and they're like... Do you think, uh, do you think, do you think Chris Hemsworth uh, talks in that stupid Thor accent everywhere he goes now? Dude, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it's probably, like, a bit that he does to, like... You girls ever like... fucked Thor before? <laughs> yeah, he probably, yeah, I was gonna say, he probably, it's a, probably a bit he does to get pussy, man. Yeah. Although, didn't one of them, like, marry Miley Cyrus or something? Uh, I think Liam was dating Miley Cyrus. Yeah, poor move. Or Selena Gomez, or one of those ones. Nah, uh, Selena Gomez dated Jay Biebs. Justin, <laughs> Justin the Justin Schleiver. I think he'll I think he'll make a comeback one day, but it won't be like the same thing. He'll be in like a metal band. <laughs> like classic, like Macaulay Culkin, the way that he's in like that fucking indie underground band. That's not the same. That's not the same. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, he was never known for music. True. Or just straight up a rapper. If if <laughs> JB comes back straight up a rapper, I would he, lose it, dude. I would yeah, buy man, that. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen Justin Bieber rap, but uh, ghost, just get a ghostwriter, man. Just get all of them do it. No, he's all he's pretty, he's he's pretty good, dude. Is he good? He's pretty, he's pretty good at rapping, actually. I've never heard him rap, but he's not I like bad. that song. I like that song he did with Chance the Rapper, though. I thought that was a pretty yeah, good song. It's a good joint, dude. Look, Justin. Look, I don't like Justin Bieber because he seems like kind of a weird. Like, some of like his, some of his do, joints. I think he can do a Timberlake comeback. I think he can make us like him again. If if Timberlake can do it, you know, who knows? Anything's possible. True, true. So I think that's pretty much everything that we got to talk about this. Episode. Sure, we we ran over this time actually. Yeah, we we went we went hard this time. That was a hard podcast. So next week, you're gonna want to tune in. We're gonna be talking about some silliness. We're gonna talk about a new Bruce Willis movie called Vice. Oh yeah. God, God damn, that's gonna be bad. <laughs> Why is he in so many? He's in the Nicholas. He's Nicholas Caging, dude. He's he was in like ten <laughs> movies. Dude, and none of them went to theaters. I would love to see Bruce Willis, Nicholas Cage. Oh, oh, man, if they were in a movie together. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even think about that. <laughs> that was like when fucking Nicholas Cage did that movie with Travolta, dude. That that, that joint lives up. What, that, Face uh, Off? Face Off, yeah. It's a legendary movie. You that joint? That joint? I watched it again last year. So next week. Let's do the Cage episode next week. Next week we'll do the All right, wait. So Sunday we're gonna do, yeah. Vice. Sunday Sunday we're doing Vice. We'll do Two B Takei, which is about George Takei, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about oh, Exodus, Gods and Kings. <laughs> oh man, Christian Bale, Aaron Christian Paul. Bale, Aaron Paul in a Jesus this, movie. This was Ridley Scott. Yeah, Ridley Scott. Why? <laughs> Why? That's gonna be a good one. So uh, yeah, and then then when next Wednesday we'll do a cage episode. Yeah, we'll do we'll do some Nicolas Cage flicks. All right, peace off. (laughs)